lovers, strangers, parents, friends, endings, beginnings. According to the Sunday Times, this book might just change your life, and it did change mine. Welcome to another episode of Books and Skins Podcast. It's book review o'clock, and on this episode, I'll be reviewing Conversations on Love by Natasha Lorne. So I remember when I recommended this book to my sister and she was like, ah, it sounds cliche, it sounds romance, it sounds all these things. I beg, no one. But please, you might be tempted to judge this book by its name, but don't, please. Um, I know that it might sound, when people talk about love, just instant to talk about romantic relationships. I can't say you should judge this book by its cover because the cover is pretty nice. Um, the general themes of this book are romantic relationships, obviously, um, friendships, grief, marriage, divorce, um, parent-to-child relationship, sibling-to-sibling relationship, everything um, that has that basically has to do with human beings coexisting with each other. So this book is a very introspective and phenomenal book. I enjoyed this book. Now, I I know I say I enjoy this book every time. I enjoy the book every time. But if I enjoy the book, it means that I read it. And I didn't read it halfway. I read it to full completion, to the last full stop. So I enjoyed this book. And I earned the right to give a review to it. Because it made me inner reflect, if that's a thing. Mm. It made me go within myself and think if this thing applies to me or if this is something that i have been doing and i do know i have been doing so um because this book really spoke to me there are parts because this there are parts of the book that i highlighted i took notes and highlighted now this book is divided into three parts how do we find love how do we sustain love and how can we survive losing love um it's basically conversations these are the questions that the author has she's trying to search trying to research about love as much as possible and these are the questions that she has about love so as i said this book really spoke to me personally so you're going to pardon me for some conversations that really struck to me i'm going to be reading directly from the book um my highlights i'm going to be reading directly from the book and um, the first section, how do we find love, has to deal with um, looking for love. How people go in search and looking for love in places that they might not really be there. Or how we try to interpret or equate love to the number of friends we have and to how our parents treated us and all of that. To the kind of partner we are dating or we're in a relationship with how we go in search for love like it's not all around us and there's uh, a quote in somewhere in the book um, love is a frequency that you can either choose to tap in or not i think it's by a psychoanalyst or so so it's everywhere but we don't usually most of the conversations we're trying to highlight the fact that People go in search of love like it's not what you can see everywhere. It's Love might be um, in many interpretations to different people. So uh, one of the conversations that struck me within that section is the conversation she had with Aisha Malik. Where Aisha Malik is trying to explain that no one, no one person can see 
who you are totally yes your parents know you your friends know you your partner knows you but no one person can love you totally like how you'd want that everybody is geared differently so in finding love you cannot expect someone to meet your needs to the dots and i like um, how she when she's asked if she has somehow found this acceptance in knowing that there is more love or when she doesn't feel as loved in her relationship or in her friendship here's what she has to say even through thin angst and my lonely 20s even when friends or family felt uncertain god has been solid and consistent in a way that absolutely nothing else in life has i know it's not a fashionable thing to say people might ask how can any rational being believe in one god it sounds crazy when you talk about an omnipotent being who controls the universe but for me faith is about love it's something i can rely on it's something that gives me a sense of belonging it's there whether i feel it or not even in times of despair when you feel completely alone and at sea a short prayer can give you the strength to go somewhere inside yourself to find love so for aisha faith is love and she has found this um very pleasant satisfaction in knowing that god loves her and she can always go back she can decide to feel this frequency or not she can decide to feel loved or not if whether she's feeling it or not god would always love her and knowing that god always loves her helps her search herself deep enough and be able to give out this love as much as possible to herself and to others and that's something i relate to on a very personal level so yeah that's within that section the conversation that she had with um hilary mantle where hilary mantle says that sometimes when we are finding love we find partners um when we are looking for love we sometimes think that we have found the wrong person you, you think you found the wrong friend or sometimes you think you're born into the wrong family or you have the wrong siblings and sometimes you do things to annoy them sometimes they do things that make you feel like you're not as loved as much and we like to call these things mistakes but for hillary hillary is saying that these mistakes are creative errors sometimes they should be made how else do we know how we should be loved if the people around us do not make mistakes if we do not make mistakes of our own it is in making those mistakes that we're able to understand that the love that we have found we want to sustain it so that comes that brings us to the second part of the book how do we sustain love so you have found this love it's a love that you want to keep so how do you keep it going and there are also a lot of conversations um surrounding this question particularly they have to do with marriage and relationships so that might be um that's not something a lot of people might relate to but if you you can also equate it to parents and siblings because of it's obviously still relationship is you still love these people enough so somehow you still have to um put in the work and in her conversation with Juno Dawson, Juno Dawson says, and I'm reading from the book, 
there's so much emotional literacy that goes into being with someone instead of dramas there are compromises instead of tantrums and stumming out you learn how to read signals and when to back off and which heels to die on these are all things that are difficult to navigate without self-understanding they are what we should be teaching in schools i think and i agree we should be teaching it in school the the dicey thing with um teaching emotional literacy or self-understanding per se is that nobody can pretend to be the master of it all but we could really use um it being something that children are taught early earlier on in life by their parents by their teachers by whoever is an instructive figure so that they do not um somehow grow up channeling their emotions in the wrong way now there's no guarantee that just because you understand yourself you'll be able to keep a relationship or sustain a relationship but it somehow helps um for you to understand that i am an entity i am a person of my own this person is a person of their own i need to learn to coexist with them and why are you coexisting with them it's because you love them so finally the last part of the book is how can we survive losing love so you're you're finally stayed with this person and you know that this person is for you you have been able to sustain this love through the ups and downs you've been able to make the compromises and all of that how do you um now survive if it if it leaves you and this part um, covered divorce heartbreak grief losing a loved one losing a parent losing a sibling um making very bad decisions and all of that and well (laughs) i i remember one of i can't exactly remember where that part of where which um conversation that was exactly where the person was saying the heartbreak is too tailored it's too tailored to one person for you to use it as comparison for you to say that because during my own heartbreak it worked like this then it's going to work like that for another person heartbreak is very personal to individuals but heartbreak is not the part of that section that struck me most is grief and the most striking conversation um in that section is the conversation with ariel levy if i when i finished reading that conversation with ariel levy i had to go read her personal book the rules do not apply by ariel levy um i am astonished by how someone would be able to carry so much pain i have experienced grief before on a personal level but i don't think it comes close all grief is grief all pain is pain but I don't think it comes close to what I felt from reading her story. I felt like <laughs> I was emoting through the story. I had not gone through something like that before. I, but it was like I could understand what it is. And it's it's just overwhelming because first first things first, Ariel find it's a woman in her Men, close to her menopause years and at that time she was trying to get a child to have a child and she tried all medical procedures ivf and all of that and when she finally had the child she lost that child prematurely in her hand like she delivered in her hotel room right in her hands it was too pain i like 
I wanted to know what, because through the conversation, this was not divulged, divulged um, why she was speaking in the book, in Conversations on Love. But when I read her own book, her personal book, that's when I got to see, to read all of that. And it was because of the way she reacted or because of the way she was having these conversations with so much honesty and compassion that I knew that I had to know what her backstory was. It's it's <laughs> it's overwhelming, like I said. But I like how she's um, honest. And when she's asked, what do you wish you had known about loss? Here's her response. That it's coming for all of us. Some people are luckier than others, obviously. But everyone's going to have the rock pulled out from under them at some point. I don't think you can know that even until it happens to you. Even though you know in theory that you're going to lose people. Until you experience it, it's hard to believe it. But loss is part of the deal. It's part of being a person. It's part of what it means to be alive. And it's true. I mean, before you lose someone, you know that someday a loved one is going to die. We all know that in theory. We all know that we all cannot live forever. But when someone actually dies nothing nothing quenches the pain grief i used to say that grief is not a wound that time can heal if anything somehow time makes the wound somewhat bigger (laughs) i don't know but you do not realize how much you loved someone or how much you feel that you cannot do without them until you have lost them and that's what Eric is trying to point out. That in theory, we think we understand it. We are living in this perfect fairy tale world where we think that nothing can happen to us. And we love this person so much, we will do anything for them. But if we lose them, we do not know how we'll be able to survive. And this applies to the littlest of things um, um, like losing a friend, heartbreak, and everything. Loss, loss is all encompassing. But um, Aria was particularly talking about grief. And I related to that, which is why that conversation struck me. And everything about this book was amazing. I enjoyed this book. I've already said that it was introspective. It's going to give you that. I really do hope that you enjoyed this book. Yes, I did. And don't judge it by its name. It's not, it's not anything cliche or anything. So... Thank you for listening to this episode. I do hope you enjoyed it. You could leave your comments, rate the show on Spotify, subscribe, um, follow the podcast on Instagram. Thank you. See you in the next episode. Bye.